0: Chapter 19 Future Happiness Not to be Hoped from a Quiet, Hardened Death Wiseman continued, No judgment can be made about the eternal state of a person based on a quiet death. Suppose one person dies quietly, another dies suddenly, and a third dies under great trepidation of spirit. No one can judge their eternal condition by the manner of any of these kinds of deaths. He who dies quietly, suddenly, or under trepidation of spirit may go to heaven, or may go to hell. No one can tell whether a man goes to heaven or hell based on the manner of death. The judgment we make about a person's eternal condition must be based on other consideration, that is, did the person die in his sins? Did he die in unbelief? Did he die before he was born again? If that's the case, then he has gone to the devil and hell, even though he died so peacefully. Again, judgment should be made on things such as was he a good man? Did his life display faith and holiness? Did he love and worship God through Christ according to His Word? If so, then he's gone to God and heaven, no matter how suddenly or what concerns of mind he had as he died. But Mr. Badman showed none of this. His life was evil his ways were evil, evil to his death. Therefore he went to hell and to the devil, no matter how quietly he died. To be sure, in some cases a judgment can be made about a man's eternal condition by the manner of the death he dies. For instance, suppose one man murders himself, or another one lives a wicked life and after that dies in utter despair. These two men, without doubt, both go to hell and here I'll take a moment to tell you about two of Mr. Badman's brothers. One of them killed himself, and the other, after a wicked life, died in utter despair. Now I'm not afraid to conclude that both of these men went by and through their death to hell. Concerning the thirst, how did he do away with himself? Why, he took a knife and cut his own throat and immediately gave up the ghost and died. So. What can we judge regarding such a man's condition, since the Scripture says no murderer has eternal life abiding in him? 1 John 3, verse 15. We must conclude that such a person has gone to hell. He was a murderer, self murderer, the worst sort, because he slays his own body and soul. Nor do we find mention made of any in the Holy Scriptures but cursed ones who do these kinds of deeds. And this is a severe judgment of God on men when He gives them up to be their own executioners, or rather to execute His judgment and anger on them for their sins. And I strongly caution sinners to pay careful attention that they break from their sins, for fear that God may dole out to them as He did to Mr. Badman's brother. Now that you mention this, I once knew a barber who took his razor and cut his own throat and stuck his head out of his bedroom window to show the neighbors what he had done and, after a little while, he died. I can tell you one more dreadful thing regarding this. About twelve years ago, a man who lived at Brayfield by Northampton named John Cox murdered himself. He was a poor man and had been sick for some time. The time of year he became sick was around the beginning of hay time. He thought too much about how he would live in the future if he lost his present season of work. As a result, he fell into deep despair about his circumstances and cried out to his wife the morning before he killed himself, saying, We are ruined. Soon after that, he told his wife to leave the room. He said, I'll see if I can get some rest, and so she walked out. But instead of sleeping, he quickly took his razor and cut a great hole in his side, from which he pulled and cut off some of his guts and threw them with the blood up and down the chamber. But this did not bring about his death as quickly as he desired, so he took the same razor and cut his own throat. His wife heard him sigh and take a short breath and came into the room. When she saw what he had done, she ran out and called in some neighbors, who came to him where he lay in a bloody mess, still alive and frightful to behold. One of the neighbors said, John, what have you done? Are you not sorry for what you have done? He answered roughly, It is too late to be sorry. The man said, John, pray to God to forgive you for this bloody act of yours. When John heard this urging, he seemed greatly offended. He angrily replied, Pray. With that, he flung himself toward the wall and, after a few gasps, died desperately. When the man turned him with his back to the wall, the blood ran out of his belly like out of a bowl and soaked through the bed to the boards and through the chinks of the boards it poured to the ground. Some of the eyewitnesses said they found him lying there, roping with his hand in his bowels, reaching upward. They thought he might have pulled or cut out his heart. It was said also that some of his liver had been torn out and thrown on the floor, and that a good deal of his guts hung down the side of the bed, but I can't confirm all the details. In general, though. The circumstances mentioned in this story are true. I heard it from a sober, credible person who witnessed this firsthand and saw him in this bloody state and even talked with him. Many other dreadful things like this could be told, but these are enough, and too many, too, if God in His wisdom had thought it necessary to prevent them. This is a dreadful story and I wish to God that it might be a warning to others to instruct them to fear God and pray, for fear He might give them up to do as John Cox did. But surely self-murderers can't go to heaven, and therefore, as you have said, he died by his own hands, and certainly has gone to hell. But tell me a little about the other man you mentioned." "'What, about the wicked man dying in despair?' "'Yes. This other brother of Mr. Badman was a very wicked man both in heart and life. I say in heart because that's how he lived life. Nothing could reclaim him, not good men, good books, good examples, nor God's judgments. After he lived a great while in his sins, God struck him with a sickness from which he died. Now during his sickness, his conscience began to be awakened and he cried loudly about his poorly spent life to such an extent that numerous opinions ran throughout the town about him. Now, with all this talk about town, many neighbors came to see and counsel him, which is common with some. But once they were there, no matter what they did, they couldn't lessen or stop his terror. Instead, he lay upon his bed, gnashing his teeth and wringing his hands and in that horror and despair he died without calling upon God. Instead, he refused to trust in his mercy and blasphemed his name. In this way, he completed the damnation of his soul. This reminds me of a man that a friend of mine told me about. He had lived wickedly, and when he came to die, he fell into despair because he concluded that God had no mercy for him. As a result, he turned to the devil's kindness, saying, Good devil, be good to me. This is almost like Saul when God rejected him. He went to the witch of Endor, and consequently to the devil for help. But should I unhappily use this short time to collect these dreadful stories? It would be easy enough to present you with hundreds of them, but I'll finish as I begin. Those who kill themselves or who die in despair after they have lived the life of wickedness do surely go to hell. And here I add a caution. All those who die under trepidation of spirit, under amazement and great fear, don't necessarily die in despair. For a good man can experience this in the throes of his death and still go to heaven and glory. Scripture, Because there is no restraint that would bring about their death. But their strength is firm. Psalm 73, verse 4. As I said before, he who is a good man, a man of faith and holiness, a lover and worshipper of God through Christ according to his word, can still die with misgivings of spirit because Satan won't slack off from assaulting good men on their deathbed. But the fact is, they are secured by the word and power of God, they are also helped with much agony of spirit to exercise faith and prayer. The one who dies in real despair can't do this in any way. But let's return to our conversation about Mr Badman and the manner of his death. My fault exactly. I was just thinking of suggesting we get back to him also. Sir so please, since it's your idea to return to his story, let's talk a little more about his quiet and still death. I completely agree. We were speaking about the way Mr. Badman died, how he died quietly, at rest. At that point, you made the observation that people commonly conclude that if a man dies quietly, as they say, peaceful, like a lamb, then he has certainly gone to heaven. Sadly, the truth is, if a wicked man dies quietly after living all his days in notorious sin, quiet death is far from being a sign that he is saved and far more likely an overwhelming proof of his damnation. This was Mr. Badman's case. He lived wickedly to his last breath and then went quietly out of the world. Therefore, Mr. Badman has gone to hell. Well, since you've brought it up, and are so confident that a man who lives a wicked life until he dies, and who dies quietly, has gone to hell, show me the proof that supports your opinion. I draw my first argument from the necessity of repentance. No one can be saved unless he repents, nor can a person who doesn't see or know they are a sinner repent. And I guarantee the one who knows he's a sinner will be troubled by that knowledge. This is testified by all the Scriptures. Consequently, it is testified by the Christian experience. The person who knows they are a sinner is troubled about it. Especially if he doesn't recognize it until he is cast upon his deathbed. Yes, he's troubled, depressed, and cast down. Troubled, I say, before he can die quietly. It causes him to cry out, to hunger and thirst after mercy through Christ, and if at all possible, that he will die quietly. By this I mean, with that quietness which accompanies faith and hope in God's mercy. Quietness which Mr. Badman and his brothers never knew. His quietness is differentiated by all the astute people who witnessed his life before it, by what flowed from him, and also by the fruit of his life. I must confess that I'm no admirer of sick bed repentance, because I think it's very seldom valid. But I have to say that he who has lived in sin and is vulgar and odious all his days, like Mr. Badman, And yet dies quietly but without repentance, he has most certainly gone to hell and is damned. This does look like an undeniable argument. Repentance must come, or else we must go to hell. And if a lewd person lives and continues in his sin until the day of his death, and yet goes out of the world quietly, it is nothing but a sign that he died without repentance, and so is a sign that he is damned. For my part, I'm satisfied that repentance is necessary because God calls for it, and won't pardon sin without it. Scripture Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Luke 13, verse 3. This is what God has said, and anyone who still thinks they will go to heaven and glory without it will prove to be nothing but an unwise and unsaved man. Repent. The axe is also laid unto the root of the trees. But where no complete repentance is found, no good fruit can be found. And so the tree will be hewn down and cast into the fire. Matthew 3 verse 10. This was Mr. Batman's case. He went along with his sinful life to the very end, and yet he died quietly, but without repentance. He has gone to hell and is damned. For I've already touched on the nature of repentance, and it was never shown that a quiet death directly accompanies a sinful life or not. Therefore, Mister. Badman has gone to hell. My second argument is drawn from that blessed word of Christ, Scripture: When an armed strong man keeps his palace, his goods are in peace until someone stronger than him comes along. Luke eleven verses twenty-one through twenty-two. But the armed strongman kept Mr. Badman's house, that is, his heart, soul, and body, and he went from a sinful life quietly out of this world. The someone stronger didn't get in the way by intercepting with sound repentance between his sinful life and his quiet death. Therefore, Mr. Badman has gone to hell. For the armed strongman, the devil, quietness is his security. The devil never fears losing the sinner if he can just keep him quiet. If he can just keep him quiet in a sinful life and quiet in his death, he belongs to him. As a result, he says, His goods are in peace. Luke 11, verse 21. That is, out of danger, because the devil has no fear of losing such a soul. But Christ, who is the best judge in this matter, says, His goods are in peace and quiet. And out of danger. This is a good one, too, because without a doubt, peace and quiet with sin is one of the greatest signs of a damnable position. So it is. As a result, God shows the greatness of his anger against sin and sinners in his word. He says they are joined to idols. Let him alone, Hosea 4, verse 17, KJV. Let them alone, that is, don't disturb them. Let them go on without control. Let the devil enjoy them peaceably. Let him carry them quietly out of the world, unconverted. This is also one of the severest of judgments and foretells of the burning anger of God against sinful men. Also see Hosea 4.14. It says, I will not punish your daughters when they commit whoredom he will let them alone, and they will live and die in their sins. But my third argument is drawn from what Christ said Scripture He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, that they should not see with their eyes, nor understand with their heart, and be converted, and I should heal them. John 12, verse 40. From these words, we can take away four things. One, there can be no conversion to God where the eye is darkened and the heart is hardened. First, the eye must be made to see, and the heart broken and surrendered because of sin, or else there can be no conversion. Christ said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart, and be converted. This was clearly Mr. Badman's case. He lived a wicked life, and also died with his eyes shut and heart hardened and it's clear that his sinful life was joined with a quiet death. Also, he wouldn't be converted, but rather would partake of the fruit of his sinful life in hell. 2. The next thing to take notice of from these words is that this is a dispensation and manifestation of God's anger against a man for his sin. When God is angry with men, I mean when He is so angry with them, this is one of the judgments among many that He gives them up to, blindness of mind and hardness of heart. He also allows it to stay with them until they enter the gates of death. Then and there, and not short of then and there, their eyes are opened. Later, in Luke, it is said of the rich man that he died, and in Hades he lifted up his eyes, being in torments Luke 16:23, this implies that he didn't lift his eyes up before. He neither saw what he'd done nor where he was going until his punishment was executed and he found himself in hell. He died asleep in his soul. He died intoxicated, unable to see or think properly, and so consequently, he died quietly like a child or a lamb, just like Mr Badman did. This was a sign of God's anger. He determined to damn him for his sins, therefore he wouldn't let him see or have a heart to repent for them, lest he convert, and his damnation, which God had appointed, would be frustrated. Scripture, Lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them Matthew 13:15. 3. Another thing to take notice of from Scripture is that a sinful life which ends in a quiet death is the ready, open, and beaten path and common highway to hell. There is no surer sign of damnation than for a man to die quietly after leading a sinful life. I don't mean that all wicked men who are tormented at the time of their death with the sense of sin and fears of hell go to heaven because of that torment. Some are made to see but are left to hopelessness because even though they see, they don't convert. As a result, they go out of this world with a cry of a beast to their place in hell. But I say there is no surer sign of a man's damnation than to die quietly after a sinful life, to sin and die with his eyes blinded with a heart that can't repent. Scripture: He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart. That they should not see with their eyes, nor understand with their heart, and be converted, John twelve verse forty. No, not so long as they are in this world, Scripture. Go unto this people and say, Hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand; and seeing ye shall see, and not perceive. For the heart of this people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Acts 28, verses 26-27 Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest. For in that which thou dost judge another, thou dost condemn thyself. For thou that judgest others doest the same things. For we are sure that the judgment of God is according to the truth against those who do such things. And dost thou think this, O man, that judgest those who do such things, and doest the same, but thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or dost thou despise the riches of His goodness, and forbearance, and longsuffering, ignoring that the goodness of God leads thee to repentance? But after, thy hardness and impenitent heart treasures up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Romans 2, verses 1-5 God has a judgment for wicked men and will call them into account. He knows how to reserve the ungodly for the day of judgment to be punished. Scripture, The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished second peter 2 verse 9 and this is one of his ways by which he does it this is how it was with mr badman number 4 finally in the book of psalms concerning the wicked it is said that there is no restraint that would bring about their death but their strength is firm psalm 73 verse 4 by no restraint, he means no troubles, no gracious reprimands, no such corrections for sin as is the destiny of God's people. And for the wicked, many times this happens at the time of their death. As a result, he adds this concerning the wicked They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Psalm 73, verse 5. Therefore, they are crowned with pride. They cover themselves with violence as a garment. Psalm 73, verse 6. And they go out of the world as securely as if they had never sinned against God or put their own souls in danger of damnation. There is no restraint that would bring about their death. They seem to be free and unbound as they leave this world, even though they lived notoriously wicked lives all their days. The prisoner who is sentenced to die at the gallows for his wickedness must first have his irons knocked off his legs. So while he seems to go forth with more freedom, in reality he is going to be executed for his transgressions. Wicked men also have no restraints in their death. They seem to go forth with more freedom even when they arrive at the end of their sinful life, more than at any other time. From this time, as they lie upon their deathbed, you'll hear them boast about their faith and hope in God's mercy. You'll hear them speak confidently about their salvation, as if they had served God all their days, when the truth is that the basis of their boasting is that they have no restraints in their death. Their sin and sordid life does not even come to their mind to correct them and bring them to repentance. Instead, presuming, arrogant thoughts, and a hope and faith like the spider's web of the devil's making possesses their soul to their own eternal undoing. Scripture: So are the paths of all that forget God, and the hypocrite's hope shall perish, for his hope shall be cut off, and his trust is a spider's web. Job eight 8.13-14